0: Well hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine.
1: And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and watch.com. and today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 30th of September 2022, including Apple TV's Vietnam movie, The Greatest Beer Run Ever, starring Zac Efron, Bill Murray and Russell Crowe, and the return of the dude himself, Jeff Bridges, in the new Disney Plus series, The Old Man.
0: And we'll also be looking at Now TV's revival of soccer show fantasy football league hosted by Ellis James and Matt Lucas, and Amazon Prime Video's 1980s set Supernatural Horror, My Best Friend's Exorcism, described as Beaches meets The Exorcist, if that's even possible. Uh, But first, Ian, what is in the news? In the
1: third series of The Morning Show, the Apple TV Plus comedy drama set in the world of American breakfast TV, Stephen Fry will play a media mogul, and John Hamm will portray a hard-nosed businessman. What else is in the news, Hannah?
0: Well, Disney's Marvel film Thunderbolts, about a group who carry out missions for the US government, will see Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Florence Pugh reprise their roles as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine and Yelena Bolova.
1: Well, I think we've got a pretty good selection uh, this week, Hannah. We're going to kick off on Disney Plus with a new series called The Old Man, which arrives on Wednesday the 28th of September. And here's a clip.
0: Hello? Hey, kid, it's me. They found me. Dad, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine.
1: The dogs are fine. thought I covered the tracks. You and I were not going to be able to talk again. Remember that I love you. That I'll always love you. There are seven episodes of this one. Two drop initially, and then you can watch it weekly. And it stars one of my favourite actors, The wonderful Jeff Bridges, who is best known, I guess, for The Big Lebowski, that brilliant Coen Brothers movie, and Crazy Heart, the country and western drama. And in this, he is playing a rogue CIA agent. It's an action thriller, which, considering the fact that he's 72 years old, is uh, pretty remarkable, I would say. Even more remarkable is the fact that during filming, he was diagnosed with lymphoma, and he subsequently then got COVID really badly and was hospitalised. So the fact that he's overcome these to to finish filming this is, is quite a feat in itself. I think this is really well done. It starts really quietly. Uh, the opening sequences, there's no dialogue. It's just him. He's kind of living in seclusion with his two dogs. He's sort of shuffling about uh, the house and... It takes it nice and slow and creates an atmosphere. It's good to see Bridges playing quite a sort of curmudgeonly character. Uh, we see him going to visit the doctor. He's been ill. So its it kind of does tug at the heartstrings because there's a lot of parallels between Bridges himself and the character he's playing who has had health difficulties. There are some quite moving scenes where he's sort of dreaming about his his wife who clearly had some kind of degenerative dementia type condition and, and she's appearing in his dreams and it's quite distressing and then the audio is of telephone conversations with his daughter who is trying to find out how he is and what's going on someone breaks into his house we don't really know anything about him to start with but someone tries to break into his house and it turns out it's an assassin and it's to do with his past as a CIA agent. Kind of reminds me a little bit of that, that series that we reviewed, Pieces of a Woman, in which Tony Collette's past as an agent all came out as a result of a, a shocking incident. It also stars the brilliant John Lithgow, uh, a huge fan of his. So he is going to be playing FBI assistant director Harold Harper, who is basically trying to hunt down Bridges' character, who's called Dan Chase, and it all relates to an incident 30 years ago in Afghanistan that has sort of come back to haunt him. Yeah, it's an action thriller. It's kind of a spy thriller, I guess. I mean, Bridges, to be fair, he gets involved in some pretty physical action set pieces. I just really like the style of it, but above all, I'm just so happy to see Bridges back on the screen. In fact, I think this is his TV debut, actually. But um, he's terrific in it, and it's it's well worth a look. What did you think, Hannah?
0: Oh, then not much more to add. To be honest with you, in as much as everything you said was pretty spot on. I, I mean, it's not something that instantly jumps out of me as something to watch. But I mean, like you say, the kind of the battle um, with his health um, makes it all the more gripping somehow because. As you said, you know, it's fairly physical. It's really energetic, some of those fight scenes. And um, a lot of that he did himself after his illness. So I think it was a real kind of happy ending, um, really, from a kind of from the factual side of things. And, of course, you know, the acting and the the, the the whole thing just pulls together really well and just does a great job. And I think when he was interviewed, he was saying, you know, you kind of forget about your illness. And, you because, of course, I think it was five months he was, hospitalized for and you know all that um working out he'd done previously to be able to do this the the muscles had gone and and then he has to use that sort of muscle memory to get it all back And, and i suppose he said he was only really thinking about doing that you know actually acting and getting on with it and wasn't sort of looking backwards he wasn't navel gazing so i think yeah quite inspiring really and yeah really very good
1: next up over on apple tv plus you're going to talk to us about a new feature film called The Greatest Beer Run
0: Ever. I'm Chickie Donahue, and I am not supposed to be in Vietnam. Hey,
1: get your ass out of bed, you lazy bum. Look at you, sleeping your life away.
0: Look at these
1: scumbags. Hey, you're embarrassing yourself, and you're
0: embarrassing your family. Do these protesters not know that our soldiers see that not on TV? I'd like to go over to Vietnam, track down all the boys in the neighbourhood and give them a beer. I could do that. It's an action comedy. Now, anybody who likes Zac Efron needs to be watching. <laughs> so this is a this is a true story. Zac Efron is your lead. Um, ladies um, and gents, you'll be pleased to know. Um, it's set in the 1960s, and it's about a US Marine veteran John Chickey, so he's called Chicky most of the time, Donahue. Um, and he decides to track down his friends who are fighting in Vietnam in order to deliver messages of support from their families and bring them their favourite beers. So, you know, you can see where the where the names come from. But it's got quite a serious side to it because of course um this feels like a real departure for Zach Efron, uh, in my opinion, because of course <laughs> I don't know if this shows my age, but High School Musical was—it's so far from that. And I suppose this is him really shaking it off now. Does he do it? I suppose is the question because this has got quite a sort of as I say, this is based on a, on a true story, so it's got quite a serious message. And and there's there's a war going on. There's as with all wars, needless killing and and and, and devastation of families who have lost loved ones, and that's sort of running through you know, the whole thing, of course it is. But equally, this is Zach's chance to kind of do that serious part. I'm trying to question whether I think he does it really well or not. I don't know how seriously I can take him. And I don't know whether I should be saying that because I think the reviews generally are pretty good on this. But I feel, I I find it quite hard. It took me quite a long time before I could shake the whole idea that he might sort of break out in song. And I'm not sure how convincing he was, despite him looking the part um and he's got he's got quite a few people who are supporting him who are really you know very good, and I think that helps this, so all in all, I would say it's a thumbs up it's good, it tells a good story, it tells us about part of history that we perhaps don't remember or know much about, all the kind of intricacies of of, of that war and what was going on. But I think Zach is for me was a bit of a head turner, and I was I I still even now, am not entirely convinced. Ah, should I say that, Ian?
1: I think that's fair enough. I mean, I do think he is. He's definitely grown out of that high school musical heartthrob uh, persona because he's also played Ted Bundy, hasn't he, the serial killer? He yeah. has. This is directed by Peter Farrelly, who. With his brother, has made some great comedies, including The Heartbreak Kid. There's something about Mary, Dumb and Dumber. Some of my favourite comedies. He also directed uh, Green Book with Vigo Mortensen. I think he's done a good job on this. It, it is a sort of a very different take on Vietnam. So it's almost got slightly. The, a bit of deer hunter vibe about it because you've got the guys back home, but they're the guys who didn't go to the war, and they're hanging out in the local bar, which is run by Bill Murray, who, who it takes you a few seconds to realize, oh god, that's Bill Murray. Goodness me. I get what you're saying about Efron's performance, but I kind of think, in a way, it's because this guy Chicky Donahue, he's almost kind of making it up as he goes along, isn't he? Because He's a real kind of slacker. He just gets drunk every night and lies in bed. He's a merchant seaman. And he sort of says one night in the bar, oh, you know, why don't I go off to Vietnam and and take the guy some beers? And then he kind of ends up feeling like, well, I don't want to do this, but I've kind of said it now. And all these parents keep coming to him with messages and gifts for their sons in Vietnam. And it's almost like he does it without really wanting to. And then he he goes off, he doesn't have any kind of plan. He's just making it up on the hoof. So I think, and it is based, as you said, it's based on a true story. So So I think that's part of the issue is that this guy is a bit hard to pin down.
0: Yeah, perhaps he just plays it really well. Perhaps you're absolutely right. I mean, he... You are right, he, and that's what frustrates his father, isn't it? Because he is somebody who goes out drinking when he's not on, he's not working, and hangs out. He's never got any money, flies by the seat of his pants. And I suppose perhaps I'm not doing him a justice because actually he is playing that part, that part correctly. And of course, I forgot Russell Crowe's in it, isn't he?
1: Briefly, yeah, mm, and and it does briefly. tackle the whole. The the argument over the Vietnam War because his sister in his character's sister in in the film is a protester against mm. the war, but he's very pro the war, pro the government. But when he gets out there, he realizes it's just absolute chaos. And and one of the guys in particular is just really angry that he's 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 come out to find him because he's actually put his life at risk. And and the, the other soldiers are saying, "What you don't need to be here, but you are. You must be insane." So I did enjoy it. Um, I know what you mean about Efron's character. He's kind of—it's a bit hard to get the sense of like exactly where is he coming from. But the fact that it's is a true story is is remarkable. And yeah, it certainly it held my attention. I enjoyed it. It
0: was set and filmed in um, in Thailand, wasn't
1: it? That's right. Whereas not a bad of course, not a bad uh, jolly. <laughs> was Stanley Kubrick filmed his Vietnam movie uh, Full Metal Jacket on the Isle of Dogs, a little bit cheaper. <laughs> Uh Now, a return of an old favourite over on Now TV. Yes, it's Fantasy Football League.
0: The signing of the summer. Hashtag announce FFL is trending. Do you know what? I can't actually believe this one's happening. Incredible news. I hear they are close to an announcement. Unbelievable. The signing of the season comes to Skymax. (gasps) Are you excited to be on Skymax? Matt doesn't even know my name.
1: So this arrived on Thursday, the 29th of September. People may remember it from back in the day when it was presented by David Baddiel and Frank Skinner. That was in the 90s, and it was a really great show because it just took a light hearted look at football. I can't believe it's taken so long to bring this show back because it was absolutely great. And presenting it now, we have Matt Lucas, of course, of Bake Off and Little Britain and various other things he's done. And Ellis James, the Welsh comedian. I'm a big fan of his Radio 5 radio show that he does with... John Robbins. I think they're gonna be a good combo. I mean I'll overlook the fact that uh, Lucas is an Arsenal fan. <laughs> Obviously we can't preview it properly because it's gonna be filmed really close to transmission so that it can be keep up to date with, you know, the latest football news and results and so on. I hope it's good. I mean the original was fantastic. Perhaps could could Lucas and Ellis release a World Cup song the way Skinner and Badil did? Who knows? But, yeah, it's perfect timing. We're running into the World Cup. I will certainly watch it. They've got big shoes to fill, that's for sure, but I I reckon these two could make a good job of it. Um, Is this something you would watch, Hannah?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with you. I don't know why it's taking so long to come back. I mean, they are big shoes to fill. I'm hoping there won't be a World Cup. I'm not sure it would work quite as well. But I like anything like this because... It sort of appeals to to the layperson, doesn't it it's not just your football fan, i suppose because it's kind of it's all in, encompassing it scoops up more people because you have um celebrity guests as well um on the series and, and and you know what i'm like with my celebrity i love it um so for me it's just interesting seeing um those people interviewed talking and what have you so yeah i Definitely, as I say, it's not sort of hardcore football fan stuff, is it? It it's it's for everyone, which is great.
1: Agreed. And you mentioned the celebrity guests; they include Brian Cox from Succession, Sir Trevor McDonald, and
0: brilliant Jennifer
1: Saunders, who apparently is a Man United fan. So there you go. And also, they're bringing back one of my favourite things from the original show phoenix from the flames when the two presenters recreate a classic moment from a football match um of years gone by so that'll be fun as well
0: well i've got some um, young people like roman kemper's guests as well because i suppose if you're director or producing this you want to you want to bring in a new a new audience as well don't you not just a younger audience i suppose
1: You've been lumbered with uh, both of the films uh, this week, Hannah. So you've really put the hours in. <laughs> You're going to tell us about another one on Amazon Prime Video. It's called My Best Friend's Exorcism.
0: Ooh. Your friend, she gets sick. Physically, she got all grotesque and gnarly. But then she got better, right? She looks copacetic, but up here, you can cuckoo for Cocoa pops. I guess that's one way to put it. Dollars of donuts, it's demonic possession. She needs an exorcism. Yeah, it is and it's a horror. <laughs> so it's not, it starts I don't know. Okay, where do I start? It is it is about two two best friends and um it all seems quite jolly at first. It's, it sort of lulls you into a false sense of security. Um because before long one of the friends is um essentially possessed by a demon and that's where the name comes from you know my my best friend's exorcism because of course she needs an exorcism and it's really really scary so of course you know it's like you can't really reinvent the wheel when it comes to horrors a lot of the time because you're wanting people to jump you're wanting people to be frightened and it certainly does that And, and and you know i find myself screaming at the screen despite watching a number of these saying don't go in there. Why would you go in there? It's terrifying. It's dark. Why would you do that? Um, but of course, they always do, because that's exactly what a horror film's all about. And um, I think you said at the beginning of this that this is beaches meet or been described as Beaches meets The Exorcist, and it was described um, by the creator, Grady Hendrix. Um, it's set in 1988, so just a few years after my birth um and <laughs> <laughs> just throw that in there um, and you, and it's about these two high schoolers they're, they're they're great friends abby and her best friend gretchen and it's they don't realize at first that she has been possessed although you as a viewer can see what sort of happens although i'm not sure that i knew what being possessed really looks like but i feel like it absolutely do now um she she starts to behave in a really erratic way Um, And then they start to realise what's going on. then seeing the actual exorcism is, it's pretty creepy. I mean, it's, I I don't think it's going to go down in history as one of the greats. But does it do what it says on the tin and make you jump and, you know, be a bit frightened? Yeah, it does. And it also plays with your mind. Do you think, we know, don't we, there's sort of shows which suggest that people can be possessed so it kind of plays with that part of your mind of god can you imagine that actually happening um so yeah i i think it's it's worth a view but if you're anything like me sort of through your fingers and um probably not when you're on your own ian
1: (laughs) it's so tricky to pull off the combination of comedy and horror and i'm not sure that this quite manages it though there's a lot about it that i enjoyed so i thought the the friendship uh at the at the center of it was was between abby and her mate gretchen i thought that was really good and the high school elements the group of girlfriends that and the kind of uh the annoying boyfriend that one of them has that's all kind of got elements of you know classic kind of slasher movies where it's sort of teenagers mm. mucking about misbehaving and then they there's, there's a there's a price to pay and the 80s every, why is everything set in the 80s <laughs> all of a sudden but the <laughs> 80s setting is great it looks good and they choose really good 80s tracks that are appropriate such as somebody's watching me or i think we're alone now you know they just mm. set the mood that's the yeah. one so yeah. it's good stuff however um some of the com- more comedic elements, I'm not sure they quite work. So there's this group of kind of Christian bodybuilders who come to the <laughs> school to give a performance. And uh, one of them is called, they're called the Lemon Brothers, they're brothers, and one of them is called Christian And I thought, who's the guy playing Christian Lemon? He looks so familiar. Well, of course, it's Christopher Lowell who played Bash in that wonderful wrestling series, Glow. And he's in a rather peculiar wig. And I just think he helps with the exorcism, and he's sort of like the expert giving the exposition about, oh, this is what's happened to your friend, and this is what you need to do. But he's such a broad comic character that it kind of undercuts what are some really good special effects and some really scary exorcist-style shocks. Yeah, I think you're right. It's not going to go down as a classic, but it's enjoyable. I think it's quite a fun popcorn movie, so um, there's plenty to enjoy in there, but I'm just not quite sure they pulled off that comedy-horror mix. Now, we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out uh, what the heck you've been binging on this week. So, yeah, please reveal
0: all. Well, I'm very pleased that now that the mornings are getting darker and the evenings are getting dark and it feels all very autumnal or wintry that Strictly is back. It's kind of like my first, mm. um, I suppose, it's a segue into Christmas, isn't it? It's there. It's all sparkly. It makes it feel warm and sparkly on Saturday night. It's back, which I'm very, very pleased about. And also, you know what a fan I am of what I like to you? And I thought, I do love Lee Mac, So I went back and watched uh, Not Going Out which always makes me
1: laugh. Okay, yeah. Well, yes, I'm strictly back. Are you going to predict who's going to be first out? I think we all know.
0: <laughs> Although- and, of
1: course, it, it's, it's, he played for Arsenal, so he kind of deserves it. Yes, Tony Adams, I'm predicting you will be first out. Um, I've also been watching uh, the jewellery show, All That Glitters, which I thoroughly enjoy, and I've tried for the first time, Married at First Sight... Unveiled, which is one of those sister shows like Big Brother's Little Brother. It's very good. I must say Judy Love was on it this week and she was hilarious. Oh, Judy Love
0: is so funny, but I can't I, I would never have put you to that, Ian.
1: Love the love. Go. Um now <laughs> well, we've just got time to look ahead to what we'll be talking about next week. So what's on the menu, Hannah?
0: Well, Andrew Scott, Billy Piper and Bella Ramsey are a feuding family in Lena Dunham's film comedy. Catherine called Birdie on Amazon Prime Video.
1: And Donald Sutherland stars in Netflix's scary new Stephen King adaptation, Mr. Harrigan's Phone. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime.